Welcome to episode 132 of the All the Books show recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news, and sometimes we talk to authors. Sometimes we do. Yes. Like today, for example. Yeah. I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. And this is really our Back to Basics episode. We're in my office. Uh We're recording. Uh Nobody's sick. Yeah. Kate's not here. Thank goodness. Like a big weight around our neck. That reign of terror is over. Yeah, gone. Out of, so here out we of are, back and better than ever. Yeah. And today, yeah. we're going to be talking to Elizabeth Elo, author of North of Boston, uh-huh. uh, which is a book that I very much enjoyed, and one that we're currently reading for the Page Turners Book Club. Right. So if you want to join us for that, we're meeting to discuss it at 3.30 on Wednesday, March 7th. All the books are currently checked out. So if you want <gasps> one, let us know. We'll, we'll get you on the list yeah. and get them as soon as we can. But that's what we're going to be doing today with a little bit later. Uh, yeah. So thanks to Elizabeth for joining us. Later in the episode. How are you, buddy? Good. Back in black. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why wouldn't they call any of the Men in Black movies back in black? Well, you don't know that they're done. Maybe the third one's coming. Fourth one. There was a third one. All right. You just answered the question. Um, (laughs) I liked the third one. You didn't like it, right? No, I didn't like the third one. Yeah. Just didn't work for me. Okay. None of his songs are called back in black either. Interesting. The second movie has the song Black Suits Coming. Okay. That's pretty good. It's that, pretty close. That's, that song is really good. How do you be Will Smith making a third Men in Black movie and not do a rap? Yeah. I said, just, wasn't it like Pitbull? It's insane. Or somebody? I don't know. It was it lame. It wasn't Will Smith. And I'm not yeah. even like a Will Smith rap yeah. fan, but I just feel like yeah. you got to do it. Yeah. So, It'd be great. Anyway. I mean, there was just so much fresh material. He's going back in time. He's back in black, back in time. I love it. Why didn't he? Aha, aha, woohoo. Yeah. I like that freestyle yeah. there. Yeah, no problem. Here's the thing about the turn to Mario. At you the never end. know when we're just going to yeah. talk about Men in Black for a while. Yeah, that was Mario's rap. Oh, I would listen to that. It's me, a yeah. Mario, and I'm here to assay ya. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a coming for Bowser. Woohoo! I think that could have been left unsaid. And I, I and our listeners wish it would. Yeah. Have. Uh, let's move into our bookmark segment. Let's at least name three tracks on the Mario's Mario. rap album. Hmm. All right, you don't have to. All right, That's I'll all think right. about it. Flower think Power? Yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah. Bumpin' Boxes? Bumpin' Boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something about turtle shells. I feel like it's got to be in yeah. there. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, but on Turtle Soup. Literary. <laughs> there we go. I love it. He's trashing, the, he's trashing yep. those Koopas. Yep. Oh, boy. What have you been reading? Uh, I've been reading the lyrics to Mario's new uh, Fresh Prince, Prince album. Reading or writing? Because it sounds like you've got a promising career ahead of you. Really? As like a ghost rapper? Yeah. <gasps> Why oh has there gosh. not been a movie called Ghost Rapper? That's pretty good. I think it came close with Funky Phantom, but that was just a You think show. Hanna-Barbera's Funky Phantom yeah. was a close approximation to what a ghost rapper is? It's in the title. He's funky. He's a phantom. A rapper okay. with unfinished lyrics yeah is killed and now has to haunt the studio and inspire a new young rapper that sounds it, it was an older rapper he was trying to make a comeback he dies dies now this younger rapper's up there with this new fresh material and he, but he's trying to inspire him with this new material right. but he right. also kind of learns hey he has to make way yeah for the new talent he sure does for the fresh talent well it sounds like what we have on our hands here is a funky phantom no <laughs> Let me tell you what I've been reading. Do you think his producer I, would be Snagglepuss? 
Yeah, probably. All right. Probably. He yeah. get the job done. Do you think that's how he fires people? By telling them to exit stage left? Yeah. 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 Even. All right. All right. So I read one graphic novel, two books. I'm a, I'm gonna lay it on you with the books first because I feel like I'm gonna get some booze. But I read booze. Booze. Oh, I, booze. I read The Wrinkle in Time. Uh huh. And didn't care for it. Hey man, I'm right there with you. Are you? I read it as an adult as well. Okay. I think that's the biggest I, mistake. Yeah, right. You need to read it with child's I know. eyes. As I was as I was like kind of rounding home on that one. Do you round mm-hmm. home? Probably not. Uh, once, you, once you get home, you're you home. You round first when base. I, once I'm rounding third. Yeah, sure. In the home stretch. Okay. <laughs> I was like, huh, I think I missed the boat. I think I missed my window yeah. to read yeah. and enjoy this book. Yeah. But I've done it now. You have to accept so. that love is just as important as gravity. Sure. Uh, when it comes yeah. to this stuff. Yeah. So. Oh, I love yeah. Chris Pine. So maybe he'll do it. You love Chris Pine yeah, as much as gravity it. holds us down? Does Boy, it hold us down? Or? That would be a great rap lyric for Mario right there. <laughs> I mean, take out Chris, Chris Pine, Pine. Put in Peach? Or Daisy, whatever. No, Mario would be Peach. Wasn't he originally with Daisy? Daisy Back was... in like the Donkey Kong era? No, that was Penelope. I can't keep that up That was... Uh, was it Penelope? Yeah, that was... Uh, I think it was Penelope was Donkey Kong. Okay. Then it was Peach. Uh, Daisy is Luigi's girlfriend. Okay. Daisy was well, in Super Mario, Mario World <laughs> and the Super Mario movie. Yeah. Because remember, okay. Luigi was super sad. They didn't right. give Mario a lot. Oh, well, he had a girlfriend in Brooklyn? Were okay. they from Brooklyn? Okay. Those two Mario brothers? All right. There was Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. That's crazy. And Luigi Mario <laughs> was in love with Daisy, who too was much. from the alternate reality where dinosaurs kept evolving. Too much. Okay. Well, Mario better not be writing a rap about Daisy then. because. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he is. Maybe he's throwing shade at uh, Luigi. Oh, he could be. Yeah. He could be. Second player. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Luigi's got all the good press with yeah. the Luigi's Mansions games. Yeah. When was the last time somebody liked a Mario game? Do you th- it's been a while, right? The new one. The new one. Mario okay, so Odyssey. He's back. He's, yeah, back he's, he's back, yeah. He's back on top. Yeah. Anyway. First I... player, Turtle Slayer. <laughs> okay. Look. That's pretty that's good. That's the first two lines. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah red and green. Oh, You man. know what I mean. Yeah. Red, but he's red and blue. Yeah, but Luigi's green. Okay. That's like their... Anyway. <laughs> I didn't like Wrinkle in Time. So What if he's throwing shade too. at Luigi <laughs> and he's like, first player, Turtle Slayer, blue and green... No, I don't get... I, yeah. I lost it. Uh, yeah. No, wait. It was green and blue. What you do? Yeah. Nothing. Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, right. I sorry, also I'm done. read... I'm sorry. It's just I'm, I'm being inspired. I know. Okay. I can see it. I can see the creative juices flowing. <laughs> now, for a full calendar year, uh-huh. I think I complained about having to hear about all the light we cannot see. And the Nightingale. And the Nightingale. the two of them, hand yes. in hand. They were like two bullies holding your head That's down true. in the toilet, That's giving true. you a mean swirly. Well, that and uh, all... Uh, what's the other one? The Light Between Oceans. Yeah. All those were at the same confusing little yeah. cacophony of similar looking books. Yeah. Two of them have light in the title. Uh-huh. Two of them are World War II stories set in France. So at this point, yeah. I've read them all. Yeah. And I'm going to give it to The Light Between Oceans as my oh, favorite among the three. Nice. But here's the thing with The Nightingale and All the Light We Cannot See. Mm-hmm. I feel like All the Light We Cannot See okay. is a better written book than okay. The Nightingale. It's more serious. Right. You know? But I feel like The Nightingale is a better like story experience okay you know what i mean like to sit down and appreciate the writing and like finish it and sort of reflect on the book all the light we cannot see is technically better in those ways Mm -hmm. the nightingale is just a more dynamic page turning a little bit of a soap opera y kind of story right so i probably got a young nathan fillion in it maybe a young mark hamill maybe so i probably enjoy them equally but i i'm gonna give it to 
All the Light We Cannot See okay. as being the better All right. book. Where's Fault in the Stars? I haven't read it. Fallen There. I haven't read it. No, it just doesn't really connect. Oh, it doesn't connect. No. Okay, not in any way. So that, and that's for our Patron Picks book club. Uh-huh. So I'm ahead of the game there. Yeah. So you can join us you for that You can pick your club. patrons. Patrons can pick their books. Yeah, but you can't. But you can't pick, pick your, your patrons, patrons' nose. Books. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a left turn there at the yeah. end that I wasn't expecting. Sorry. Uh, and then for graphic novels, I read Batgirl at Burnside. And yeah, I yeah. was fine with it. Yeah, it's fine. And everybody kind of hates it. But I not no. Lots of people like it. Oh, do everybody they? you know hates everybody it. Everybody I know hates yeah. it. That makes sense. It's because she just fights like ninjas are motorcycles, like anime inspired ninjas on motorcycles, yeah. and like guys who are like, oh, I'm the homework guy who asks yeah. people to do his homework. Yeah. I hope Batgirl doesn't stop me. Yep. Yeah. Do your own homework. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so that was okay. All right. I'm currently reading. She sounded really naggy there. I apologize. That's not how I imagine. No, Batgirl. she's cool. She's cool and hip. That's a whole book. She about. is cool and hip. Yeah. yeah. I do love that costume. I love all the art I thought was yes, really good. Yes, the art is very good. I think if like the look and the mm-hmm. tone is right, and I feel mm-hmm. like if the story would have been a little bit better, mm-hmm. it would have been really something like special. For me, like, characters like Batgirl yeah. and Nightwing yeah. and other like side characters who go away from their main heroes, I feel like the work that you need to start doing right from the get-go is like good villains yeah. that are going to last. Because otherwise you're just like, well, can Batgirl fight Two-Face, please? Because right. yeah. I don't want to see her fight yeah. the Homework King. Which what they, you know, the Nightwing series from like the late 90s. He had some. Pretty strong. Blockbuster. That Blockbuster, yeah. yeah. That's what that, I was That's the, uh, Blockbuster was the old video rental store. Yeah. Nightwing was constantly returning yeah, movies he late. Was like, oh, I'm going to get that late fee. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I did enjoy it. And uh-huh. I'll probably read more. Yeah. I like Batgirl. I don't yeah. really see the point of her anymore. I thought she was more interesting as Oracle, but whatevs. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm currently reading Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. Uh, you mean you currently are? A fangirl? Yeah. Of Rainbow Rowell? Yeah. Yeah. Because this my is, own. how many have you read? This is the last one. Yeah. Well, I haven't read Carry On yet. Oh, And well. I don't really think that I will. I'm interested in hearing what you have to say about Fangirl because I haven't read it. Oh, okay. And I haven't read, she did a short story that I have on my shelf here for a uh, uh, independent bookstore day. Okay. A nice hardcover of that. I haven't read that. But uh, yes, yeah, all of her novels. This is kind of the last one. Okay. Of the novels. All right. Uh, I am enjoying it so far. It's one of those books where I feel like I'm always surprised that I'm not farther in the book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I read a bunch and then I look and I'm like, how am I only halfway done? It's a long how, book. How is there twice as much? <laughs> it's expanding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in the never ending story. That's not to say it's bad. It's just never not it's not a book that really like story. cooks. You know? Yeah. Something like Eleanor and Parker, even like a landline. Yeah. I thought was Or a really... Master Chef book. I don't because of the cook because of cooking. I re- I hope that you're not proud of that. I let it pass with the Mario wraps, but that weird. Listen, cooking not pun, everything I say that cooking pun has to go. Not everything I say I'm proud of, yeah. but I feel like I have to. Yeah. It's like there's a force in the universe, kind of like love. Look, we've known each other for a long time, uh-huh. and I know that's true. Uh, and I also want to give you points for uh-huh. that wrinkle in time callback that you just did. Thanks, man. That was good. Thanks. The cooking pun. Yeah. No. All right. Um, what else? Oh, Desperate Measures, yeah. a Star Trek discovery oh, novel. I just had somebody online suggest I read. Oh, I can't remember now. It's, it was a Star Trek book. You keep talking about Discovery. Ah, okay. Is this the first Discovery book? It is. It is it's, the first Discovery book. It's your book. first one you've ever read. Yeah. Well, it's the first one they ever made. So <laughs> <Okay>. it's uh, <laughs> Funny how that worked out. Yeah. So it's one that I got on my nook in like a flash sale back when the series was just starting. And I was like, I'm going to love this. Uh-huh. And then I didn't like the series, so I didn't read the book. But now I kind of like the series. Like the series, and so I'm going back and reading the book, and it's been pretty good so far. It's by David Mack, who's a pretty prominent sci-fi author. 
I like his other David stuff. Mack. I'm not familiar with him. Okay. I like his other stuff that I've read, and so he's doing a good job with this, too, and doing a good job of sort of merging the old stuff with the new. So I'm mm-hmm. enjoying it. I don't, I'm not reading any graphic novels right now. I've got Ronin, of course, on my list to tackle, and that's about it. Okay. So that's it for me. I, I feel like I'm ahead of the game because I've read North you, of yeah, Boston. Yeah, you sound pretty good. I've read All the Light We Cannot See. Yeah. It's all this time convalescing on a couch. I've been able to... <laughs> Like, yeah. really cook with these book club books. So yeah. it's kind of fun. It's the freeing. mold on your left side is finally getting yeah. some sun. It is. So that's yeah. good. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit of sun. All right. What about you? Have you read anything interesting lately? Uh, yeah. All I've read is comic books. But that's okay. because I've been reading the book by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Astrophysics for people in a hurry. Guess what? I've been reading it on my couch. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a hurry. Okay. Who's this book for? Not me. Uh, it's good for the most part. I don't really feel like I'm learning too much. I feel like you can just watch like one or two basic space documentaries and you're like, yeah, sure. Okay. This is black holes work this way. Right. This is how big the unit. He always seems to make a point like this is how big the universe is. Like, yes, uh-huh. it's infinite. We get it. <laughs> it's a little frustrating. But again, I think it's meant for people who don't watch the occasional space documentary. Sure. There's some fun stuff in it though. And I'm only, I'm not very far in it but i read a lot of comic books you want to talk about comic books yeah let's do it all right i'll talk very quickly i read the incredible hercules assault on new olympus Mm -hmm. guess what hercules died at the end what but he's back for chaos war that didn't last chaos war wasn't that good Hmm. and then i read some more exiles which was as i explained to you is mar was marvel's like early 2000s versions of sliders Mm -hmm. still still kind (laughs) of sad so yeah but i've started coming up with my own like fanfic for Exiles, and I want to throw some. Oh, okay. I want to throw some alternate reality concepts at you. Okay. You know what? We'll do this off air. Oh, okay. I just realized that me saying, "What if Rogue was connected to the symbiote suit?" Right. So Rogue Venom, but like her power messed it all up. So now she's like a warped version, and if the suit can't attach. Oh. Yeah. That is interesting. She's from an alternate reality. Yeah. Also a good mystique. The, the thing is, uh-huh. why do you bring sliders to sci-fi and then cancel it on a cliffhanger? I don't know. Man. I just, I don't. Yeah. I, but anyway. Yeah. It's neither here nor there. Yeah. What why else don't you, you go get like a sliders, like a slider? Like a little hamburger? Yeah. I love a little hamburger. Yeah, let's go to an alternate reality where remember, sliders are currency. You probably don't. But do you remember when Burger King used to have Burger Buddies? No. It was like four little hamburgers that sort of were <laughs> the size of one hamburger. I don't remember this. It was good stuff. When was, was this? It was a good time. It's a great time to be alive. Uh, I, I was young. So uh, like 1922? <laughs> <laughs> Probably the early 90s. Probably the early. Yeah. Okay. 1992. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was busy in the 20s. Were you? Yeah. Okay. I, just, like, running the a spe- I was running a speakeasy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just a lot of stuff going on. Um, so. I did see... Oh, did you have something? No, no. Oh. Okay. Just but, like, no, I wish Burger King still had Burger Buddies. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you're always yelling at them. For <laughs> yelling not at like, burger oh, McDonald's. You're always yeah. like, where's my Shamrock Shake? I do love it. Where's my burger buddies? You know what? I can't do the McRib anymore. Why? I don't. I guess I just look too close one too many times. Oh, yeah. You don't want to do can't. that. <laughs> I just yeah. can't do it. It shouldn't be shaped like that. There's some things the human eye is not meant to yeah. when fixate you're put, on. When you're putting meat into like a gelatin mold, you've crossed a line. Oh. I feel that you've crossed okay. a line when you've done that. All right. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, I saw a movie. Oh, okay. I saw Annihilation. Oh, I bring this up because yes. listeners may remember I talked about reading Annihilation, the book. And you were thrilled with it. I didn't <laughs> like the book very much. My wife loved the book. Yeah. I thought it was a little too weird and I didn't understand it. And then I saw the movie and I was kind of like, that's what the book was about? <laughs> it was very different that's from funny. the book. I like the movie. I would highly recommend going to see Annihilation, the movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, I guess I that didn't seem right. 
Well, that's because I warned you that it will mess you up. Oh, okay. I, th- I think you will find some scenes disturbing. Okay. But maybe you won't. There's no kids in it. And usually you get disturbed by any Ooh. like sad kid stuff yeah, now. Yeah, sure do. So there's no kid stuff in there. Animal stuff? Scary animal stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, oh, how no. do you feel about crocodiles? Uh, whatever. In rated R films where they can do crocodile things. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's an intense love scene between the crocodile and... <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> Unexpected. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was good. But it's not really like a science fiction and like, look at the, all this science. It's okay. kind of like science fiction, but the science presented in it is also magic because oh. it's it's possible alien technology. Okay. And it works in a way that's like, well, this doesn't, this couldn't happen as far as we know. Right. But it's interesting. Okay. And the end, I was watching the, like the last 50 minutes You're of watching spoil it. Anything, no, okay. I'm just sitting there watching it. I'm like, I imagine a lot of people in this theater being like, what what is happening now mm. <laughs> because it kind of takes like an it starts to feel like an old 70s russian sci-fi film <laughs> like solaris wow okay crazy and i feel like maybe some people were expecting just like a, an exciting natalie portman like right jungle adventure yeah and it was not that okay so well if everybody's good in it tessa thompson uh she played valkyrie and thor ragnarok oh um i didn't realize how much range she had because she plays like a very like meek quiet uh per- and she's like completely believable wow. as that character as opposed to like the drunken boisterous uh valkyrie sure. from thor yeah so well if anybody's curious uh, annihilation the movie mm-hmm. is based on annihilation the book yes by, by jeff vandermeer it is the first in the southern reach trilogy annihilation authority yeah. and acceptance i think my wife is going to read the next books and i think she'll tell me what happens <laughs> in those but the movie okay. the movies feel self-contained it oh. doesn't feel like it's meant to have sequels sure well, maybe they're not. I don't know that they're planning a trilogy. I guess just, yeah. I just assume. It doesn't end like the book. Oh, okay. It, it ends like, it's like, this is just the movie we're doing. The guy who directed it directed Ex Machina and oh, wrote Sunshine. I haven't Sunshine. seen that either, but I did want to see it. Yeah. Uh, that might disturb you at some points. There's cool. some times I had to look away right. in Ex Machina. Okay. So, sorry, I'm still looking for the Star Trek book that was recommended oh, to me. Oh, okay. Well, uh, for our Twitter followers, so if you don't follow us on Twitter, you can find us at All the Book Show mm-hmm. on Twitter. I did just post a YouTube commercial oh, from Burger King's Burger Buddies circa 1990. So, if you want to know more about the infamous <laughs> Burger Buddies, sure. you have but to go to our Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook Today, at Dagaday Public Library. Right. Email at wellsville at stls.org. <gasps> I see what's And soundcloud.com slash all the books to download future or past episodes. Did they not like capitalize on the Burger Buddies and make little like people, characters based off them? Uh, you know I don't what think I mean? so. That's like, more McDonald's Hey, we're the Burger Buddies. But you know, I do miss all the McDonald's characters. Like, not the Grimace. The Grimace is terrifying. But like the Fry Kids and Hamburglar and Birdie. Birdie. Yeah. yeah. What are they up to? The, the main Nuggets were always just like, hey, how's it going? That's a little weird. When you uh, have Birdie hanging out with Chicken McNuggets, it just uh-huh. feels kind of... Yeah. Right. But the Hamburglar has a mom who's a cow. Does he? No, I don't know. I made oh, that wow. up. <laughs> that was confusing. Yeah. But like when Ronald Edible McDonald's even. hanging out with Pennywise. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay, this is a Star Trek book that's been recommended to Josh. Eric. Josh, the NES nerd, recommended to me a Star Trek book, Death in Winter. Yeah, I've read that. Is it good? It's by Michael Jan Friedman. It's set like right after Nemesis, I want to say. He says, no, you aren't a big, big into Trek, but it's an interesting book. Huh. Maybe. That, okay. one, that one picks up a lot of threads that are from this old Stargazer series. Okay. I don't know if just going in blind, you'd like it, but maybe mm. you would. And you know what, buddy? Uh-huh. I've got it. So if you want to borrow it. That's true. I, you'll never read it if I tell you, but maybe NES Josh Superman fan here will, will Jeez. encourage wow. you to do it. Don't 
You... Look, I'm not mad at you, Internet Josh. I'm mad at Eric's <laughs> refusal to take my suggestions. Your Star Treks? Yeah. I'm sorry I don't read Star Trek books. That's okay. Well, listen, sorry is not the right word. I know. I, f- I feel bad for you. Yeah. In the same way you've never watched Mad Max. You feel like that's the same? Mm, yes. You care about Mad Max to the same level that I care about Star Trek. No, nobody cares about Star Trek unless you. <laughs> All right, you love. It. Look, this I'm is, not this the is, one on trial here. Okay, <laughs> this is a little peek into si- inside uh, Nick's world. He's got bookcases at home full of Star Trek books. Okay, <laughs> Princess Toadstool. What? I've got one bookcase, yeah. and the bottom two shelves are Star Wars. Uh-huh. So just check yourself before you wreck okay. yourself. I just came up with some pretty filthy Mario lyrics. Yikes! <laughs> so, Save it for all the yeah. books after dark. Yeah. <laughs> So he, he's doing a cruder, uh, explicit okay. content no. sequel album. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, something for everyone then. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Parents won't be thrilled. Yeah. It's kind of like how the Harry Potter books sort of aged with the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's how Mario's... Uh, his rap, his, his, his rap music output, went, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, Didn't you watch something else? You watched Annihilation? I thought you watched another page-to-screen adaptation. Like, maybe it was just Annihilation? Hmm. I can't think of one. Did okay. I, I saw the post. No. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, That's not I guess not. Screen. All right. No worries. Well, let's Thanks, turn man. to the publishing world. My wife watched Battle of the Sexes. Did you watch that? No, I didn't. Oh. Did she, she like it? Yeah, Steve, she, that's Steve Carell. She and, said it was really good. Uh, Emma. Why can't I remember her name? It's Emma Stone. Emma Stone. That's it. Yeah, you look crazy when you can't remember her name. I know. There's a lot of Emmas now. That's all. We are living in an, I would say, an overabundance of Emmas, like wow. a surplus. We should be the well. Storing... I think that's a John Green book, but <laughs> no, that's uh, yeah. I see. What... Oh, yeah. sorry. I don't that's need right. to ruin your joke by explaining it. No, I didn't see anything, man. Okay. Uh... <laughs> wow, Eric's having a coughing fit. So I'm going to use his time away from the mic to tell you about some new, newly announced books coming out in April. Look into the future to see what it proves. It's time for book news. So, Catherine Coulter fans, are you there? Catherine Coulter fans, move into the mic. Come on, put your head right up against the speakers. Okay, hi, good, good. I'm glad to know there are a few out there still. Uh, Oh, writing with J.T. Ellison. My name's Jake. J.T. Ellison has... I love Catherine Coulter. (laughs) Hi, Jake. Thanks for tuning in. J.T. Ellison is also a pretty prolific author herself. She's got got her own series, so I guess she's teaming up with Catherine Coulter, which is odd. Kind of like the um, Alifair Burke, Mary Higgins Clark team up. You know. mm, mm-hmm. Anyway, or the Stephen King Tom Clancy team up never happened, and Uh-oh. one of them is dead, and one of them looks dead. <gasps> oh, jeez! <laughs> uh, the sixth day. That joke is really gonna hit with hit home with a lot of people who know exactly what Stephen King looked like <laughs> and are very familiar with both those authors. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a narrow audience, but yeah, I feel like yeah. I really hit it home there. Tom Clancy, I guess. The sixth day, a Brit in the FBI. Well, I don't really like that series title. A Brit in the FBI. It's just a little too on the nose, as my brother Steve would say. But there's a British person. In the FBI. In the I get FBI. it. A Brit in the FBI. I get it. Yeah. All right. Special agents Nicholas Drummond, which I believe were the characters from Different Strokes, were the Drummond. So I don't know if this is connected okay. to Mr. Drummond and right. all that. but Right. Oh, uh, yes. Hey, did you know the Different Strokes spun off the facts of life? Yes, Nick. I mean, Different Strokes is a progenitor. And, yes. Yeah, okay. Everybody knows that... Everybody knows that? Everybody knows that Facts of Life came out because of... Mrs. Garrett? Yes. She was like, I get my own show. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Isn't it crazy? Look, I didn't come to work today thinking I was going to do a Mrs. Garrett impersonation, but it happened. It's just crazy that there were like eight to ten 
other girls yeah. at the first season. They're Molly like, Ringwald. Yeah. Molly Ringwald's like, there. Yeah, we'll just settle on Forget these four. It. We got Tootie. We got Blair. We got Joe. Did they? Oh, Natalie. <laughs> I'm forgetting Natalie. That's insane. Natalie. Do you remember in the later years where Mrs. Garrett goes and Cloris Leachman comes? George Clooney's hanging around? I guess I don't remember It's a different that. time. Yeah. Anyway. I, the girls are still the same. Yeah, Joe the girls specifically are still the same. is my main concern. Is Joe still there? Joe's still there. Okay. Yep. Yep. They yeah. tried to do a Blair spinoff, but it didn't go anywhere. Blair? Blair. Why? A Blair spinoff. I don't know. Did she change as a person? <laughs> no, I think Blair's Blair. Okay. Anyway, the sixth day. <laughs> That's how I live my life. Catherine Coulter and J.T. Ellison. Oh, a Brit in the FBI, number five. Yeah. President of the Friends, Chris Starring... Bailey. Big J.T. Ellison fan. Oh. So maybe she'll check this out. Maybe she didn't want that information shared. I, I think she's fine. Okay. Uh, special Agent Nicholas Drummond. Uh-huh. And Michaela Kane. I know what you're thinking. Take on a ruthless mastermind in the fifth highly anticipated thriller. Cassandra Kane? Well, her name is essentially Michael Kane. So oh. Maybe she's the Brit in the FBI. <gasps> oh, I can't do a Michael Kane. Michael Kane. I'm, I'm in the FBI. I'll file you. <laughs> uh, when several. He sounds really like yeah. indignant. Just like, oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> when several major political figures die mysteriously, officials declare the deaths are from natural causes. Then the German vice chancellor dies on the steps of 10 Downing Street, and a drone is spotted hovering over the scene. The truth becomes clear. These high-profile deaths are well-constructed assassinations, and the covert eyes team is tasked to investigate. J.T. Ellison and Catherine Coulter. Do you think it's a flying robot drone or just like an office drone? Like, oh, hey. I think it's probably the more scary Look what happened out the window today. Not that one. Well, better go fill up my coffee. (laughs) Wow, look at this character locked and loaded. Yeah. That's good. I'm a big fan of Thursdays. I like it. This one seems Too kind bad. of... bad. It's Tuesday. Gross, <laughs> I guess. This yeah. feels a little bit like... Gross. The Happening or something. Hit us. Hold Back the Dark. It's mm-hmm. kind of a good name. It's kind of like Turn Off the Dark. Oh, God. Turn Stop Off it. the Dark. There's, there's a page to stage adaptation that needs to stay forgotten. Hey, man. Yeah. I just listened to the whole soundtrack on this the way to Bono. see Annihilation. We're talking about Bono's Spider-Man musical. Yeah. Not because I want to. Yeah. But because it came out. I don't know. I don't know what sort of magic, dark magic, it summoned to get me to be like, I kind of like the song. But I, I think it's on It's on point. It's, that's true to your character. Yeah. I, get, I get it. I like I it. it. I thought it was going to be bad. Hey, I'm glad you were able to find something in it. It's, it is bad. It's atrocious. But it's also kind of good. No. It's fun. No. Yeah. That sounds like it's someone's undergraduate senior mm, project. Sure. Take a there, character you like and write a musical yeah. about them. Spider-Man there's, turn off There's the a dark. line where they're Only like... Only with more deaths. <laughs> because that show is cursed. Yeah. There's a line where somebody's like... Uh, mm, nobody wants this. All right. That's fine. All right. <laughs> Hold Back the Dark by Kay Hooper. Turn off the dark. This is going to get... This is going to get real. So. Okay. I'm madness. Ready. Madness has taken a hold of Prosperity, North Carolina. Oh, geez. Residents are killing one another. What? As if in a dream and waking up with no memory of the monstrous acts they've committed. Yeah, you don't want that. Or why? As the death toll climbs, the local sheriff's department is further rocked by a murder carried out by one of their own. Deputy Katie Cole knows that whatever monster is afoot is beyond her scope. Bigfoot. The special crimes unit is called for their specific brand of investigation. Mm -hmm. It will take all their training, all their experience, and every extra sense they can call on to get on the bottom of things. Extra sense. Yeah, I know. In prosperity. And as a dark pattern begins to emerge, even the most experienced and hardened SCU agents have to wonder if this is beyond their understanding. Sure. Dark? A little. Okay. And finally, Iris Johansson returning to her Eve Duncan series. Okay. You familiar with these? Have we talked about these? I think we've talked about these. I just went to Dunkin' Donuts today and I asked for two chocolate frosted. Yeah, what happened? They said they were out of chocolate frosted. (laughs) 
So I had to get two chocolate frosted with sprinkles. Gets you every time. Like I'm a freaking five-year-old. I don't understand why if you go in Dunkin' Donuts like after 1030 in the morning, yeah. they're like, oh, we don't have any donuts. Yeah, I was there at nine. I looked at the clock. I'm like, well, it's nine o'clock. What do you mean Who? you don't have... You don't have donuts for the nine o'clock morning crew? Donuts. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like I went I'm to McDonald's like, and they were... a couple yeah. in rotation. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If you, you went to McDonald's and like, I'll have a Donald. Yeah. And they're, they're like, like we, don't, we don't have any we Donald's. We don't have any Donald's. It's like, it's in the name. Yeah. Yeah. That name has been ruined. Uh, Shattered, <laughs> Shattered Mirror. Eve Duncan, number 23. Ooh. So these are vaguely supernatural. Sure. Eve Duncan is a forensic sculptor. So like she finds, they find like mm-hmm. a skull mm-hmm. and from that she like sculpts a face. Like. And she has a dead daughter the... who helps her with her rap career. Like, no, <laughs> like talks to her and helps her solve mysteries. Okay. Like she hears this. They're weird. Right. I read one and was very puzzled by it. Hmm. And I may check back in. Okay. But I might not. All right. Anyway, Iris Johansson returns with a thrilling novel of action and danger where fan favorite Eve Duncan is thrown once more into a deadly game of intrigue. It begins when Eve receives a package containing a, want to guess? Bone. Skull. Oh, a skull. And instructions for Eve to do her work reconstructing it. Mm-hmm. When she does, a beautiful woman's face emerges. Oh. But when Eve is introduced to the dead woman's mirror image, uh-huh. a game is on where her twin's life hangs in the balance. Okay. Huh. All right. I don't know what to tell you. Do you think she ever like helps a ghost solve a murder, but in the same time, she falls in love with the husband? <laughs> I think, yeah. And then the ghost is like, don't you do that. Yeah. Just because I'm dead, I stop. L- yes. Stop kissing him. I think that's... Pro- the only thing is she only can talk to her dead daughter. Oh. It's not all ghosts. Oh, okay. So in a situation where she could talk to all people, yeah. most definitely that okay. happens. But this is yeah. just a dead daughter So situation. the daughter's like, oh, gross. I'm leaving. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it is. <laughs> New York Times bestseller list. What do we got? What's climbing mm. to the top? Yeah, let me open it. Okay. No, I mean it's it. opened. Yeah, I know. But I've got. I definitely have to like continue to open up other links. I understand. So you know, while you're at it, I'm going to give a shout out to our maintenance guys who painted my office. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it a little bit last week, but it's really come together and it looks great. So thanks, nice. fellas. Rick, Ryan, Floyd. Thank you all. Oh, can you just say their names on the podcast like yeah. that? Don't they have to sign a release? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Roger, I think, was getting releases signed for everybody. Did, did you finish that, Roger? Oh, jeez. Jeez. Roger. Yeah. Don't give my... it to our senior intern. Roger, I need that. That is my social security card. Where is he going? Yeah. Where is he going? Oh, you gave him the card. Yeah, I needed him to... No, he told me he needed a new social security number so he could get back to Vietnam. Back? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This... I... All right. I, the pl- I don't even... The plot thickens. Yeah. What do you got there? All right, I've got some hardcover nonfiction. All right, hardcover nerd not nerd fiction. All right, you take it. Okay, sure. All right, so this hardcover nerd fiction <laughs> is your ladies and gentlemen is the last black unicorn at number ten. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, she just got cast in something else. She's getting cast in like everything. Good I think she's her. presenting something. Really, is the thing like at the Oscars? She has a new show coming out. Mm. Isn't she in Tracy Morgan's new show? Uh, yeah, I think she is. The last OG? Uh, yeah, I think so. So that's exciting. Are you going to watch that? What's it on? The sure, I'll watch it sometime. TBS? Whenever. Oh, <laughs> sorry. P- people still watch the TBS? TNT? Okay. They know drama. I don't know. That's old. Okay, That's sure. old. Uh, number nine, Directoriate S. How the United States okay. failed to understand a secret wing. Oh, we talked about this last week of... Pakistani intelligence agency doomed two years. Two wars. Mm. Longer than two years. Uh, number eight, Obama by Peter Souza. 
Okay. Number seven, everything happens for a reason by Kate Bowler. Number six, new this week, all the pieces matter. An oral history of the creation and development of the series, okay. The Wire. Huh. Just a book about The Wire. Yeah. Is okay. that number six all right. of the hardcover fiction? I've still never seen it. So I've never seen The Wire. I can't really comment yeah. on it. The whole internet's going to come down on us like an atom bomb. You think? Oh, yeah. After wow. just saying we have never watched The Wire. Hmm. The internet's just full of people like, you've never watched The Wire? <laughs> so, Boy, the internet is bro-heavy. Yes. Well, yes. That's very true. <laughs> Uh, number five, Promise Me, Dad, by Joe Biden. No jokes. Are you going to make one? No, you're the one who always makes a joke, and I have to tell you not to. Okay. Number four, All-American Murder, by James Patterson, Alex Abramich, Mike Havarki, Stephen King. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't think they had Steve a Steve Miller Band. Steve Miller Band. Yeah. Wow. The Band. Just The Band? Yeah. Okay. All right. I think I've reached the end of like the connections. A the long band time ago. Ends it. Yeah. Okay. Look, it's just those first three. I understand. Number three, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. You're reading this, and you're not in much of a hurry to finish it. Well, I just started it. Boy, the Steve Miller band had a lot of rotating performers. Did you know that? Yeah. Steve Miller's been consistent, but... Yeah. Well, it's his band. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Number two, Enlightenment Now by Steven Pinker. I wonder if that's a play on uh, Serenity Now. Maybe. From Seinfeld? From the Seinfeld show. Serenity Now! Yeah, from the Jerry Seinfeld Uh, show. A case for using reason science and humanism to counter pessimistic views of western civilization okay <laughs> good luck steven pinker yeah now favorite steve miller band song oh geez jungle love is pretty good but it's probably not my favorite it's definitely not the joker yeah joker's a bit overplayed i like uh take the money and run i was just gonna say take the money and run yeah i think that's probably my favorite yeah. least favorite is everybody's least but favorite I, abracadabra. abracadabra i'm not gonna sit here and say that if the joker comes on the radio yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm turning off the, the whole thing yeah, yeah. Okay. If Jungle Love comes on, I'm just like, what What magic has yeah. happened in the universe that this is on my radio right now? Yeah. Because it is driving me mad. Oh, Jet Airliner. It's driving like me Jet crazy. Air, Jet Airliner, too. Crazy. Oh, yeah, Jet Airliner. This ends our spotlight on the Steve Miller Band. Yes. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, Fire and Fury by Michael Wolf. Yeah, Do you okay. ever wish you, your last name was an animal? No. Like Nicholas Bear. Nicholas Bear. Nicholas. That sounds like a like Nick, a Disney character. Nick Leopard. Nick Leopard sounds yeah. like I'm a 1980s Fine. hair band. Nick Wolf. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, Wolf. I guess just sounds good. I'm like a PI or something. Yeah, Nick. I like it. <laughs> Nick Wolf PI. Nick Wolf PI. Yeah. What if it was like Nick Diamondback? Nick Diamondback. You like that? like the snake? Like the snake. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you wouldn't want to be like Nick Porpoise. No, I wouldn't yeah. think so. That Nick, wouldn't be Nick good. Dolphin. Nick Bottle. Nick Bottlenose Dolphin. Nick Bottlenose Dolphin. <laughs> no. Hey, that's going to tie in later. Yeah. <laughs> See where the threads connect, folks. <laughs> if you dare. Mm-hmm. Oh, take the money and run. Oh, nice. Oh, don't sing anymore. We'll get, oh, we'll get right, copyrighted. Right, right, right. All right. So now we're going to go. We're going to take a break. and uh, Well, it's not a break. We're just going to continue on. I don't know why I said take a break. You're not going to tell us the no, we are. fiction bestsellers? We're going to get to the fiction bestsellers. That's what okay. I was trying to segue to. Oh, oh. But I stumbled over it. And, and said, we're going to take a break, because yeah. I guess we have commercials now. <laughs> All the books is brought to you by Pert Plus Shampoo. Yes. Bottle shampoo <laughs> and conditioner in one, for those of you in a hurry. Yeah. Pert Plus. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the fiction list. We're not getting any money from Pert Plus. I don't think anybody's getting money from Pert Plus. Okay. <laughs> that went out with a burger buddy. Oh, geez. Uh, do you think they were connected? Look, off topic. All right. Uh, number 10 on the New York Times bestsellers list for fiction, Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. Okay. Number nine. You know what? I'm going to hire Nick Wolf, PI, to figure out why Pert Plus 
and the Burger Buddies run out at the same time. You think he has time to take a case like that? <laughs> you got to get up pretty early in the morning. <laughs> what if I put on a slinky red dress well, and I walk well, in smelling yeah. like trouble? Yeah. Do you have legs that won't quit? Yeah. Okay. I have legs for days. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I'll have to. All right. Number nine, Dark and Death by J.D. Robb. Otherwise known as Nora Roberts. We don't need Nick Wolf to solve that case. No, no. Case closed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Lieutenant Eve Dallas. Mm. Number eight, Origin, Dan Brown. <gasps> Guess what, though? Yeah. It looks like John Grisham's The Rooster Bar is down at number 11. Uh-oh. So it didn't last as long as Dan Brown's, which I cannot believe is still here. I No, I'm pretty shocked, too. It's, it's a big book, too. Yeah. It's not like a fun thriller. Yeah. All right. Number seven, Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste NG. I've heard only good things about that. Yeah. I've heard nothing about Dan Brown's origins. That's true. I've not heard a single person oh, who's yeah. read it. No one. Yeah. So. You want to hear something good? What? Ah, that is good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, number. You know, Emmett, who's uh, our special collections guy here, was he was with me on the last book club. Uh-huh. And uh, a Doomsday. Doomsday Code, Doomsday, Doomsday Box, Key. key. Okay. And uh, it was all Dan's Dan Brownie, you know? Uh-huh. And he was like, well, I read all the Dan Brown books, so I feel like I've already read this. And I asked him if he'd read Origins, and he was like, how many times can a symbologist save the world? Yeah, Which sure. Is a burn, <laughs> yeah. but also could be the tagline for book five. Yeah. So how many times? It's hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number six. Ooh. All right. We'll figure out who's going to take this. Okay. But number six is Night Moves. <laughs> all right me and nick are in a stare down here okay all right all right I, you know what i by, see it you read it by jonathan kellerman mm-hmm. bob seeger i think that was because he's working on his night, night moves, moves. <laughs> all right try to cure those awkward teenage blues <laughs> i guess i should have taken it <laughs> um it took me a long time to realize what that song was about it's about just two teenagers can i say uh-huh. until you said that i didn't know really yeah yeah teenage yeah, teenage. teenage love. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because you're the you're the YA guy, so you got to be in tune with what the kids are up to. Jeez. No, you don't think so. <laughs> no, anyway, Night Moves by Jonathan Kellerman. All right. Pretty good one hit. No, I, he's not a one hit wonder. Bob Seger? No, he's great. <laughs> Do you know I found out people old time rock and roll? I thought anyone? I liked Bob Seger because I liked Bruce Springsteen, but then I found out for a while it was like either or. Really? You like Springsteen? Like or a you Coke like Pepsi situation? Yeah. Who would be Coke and who would be Pepsi in that situation? I'm going to say Bruce Springsteen is Coke. And you know what? I was going to say the same thing. Bob so. Seger's Pepsi, because Pepsi's a little sweeter, mm. and Bob Seger seems a little bit more, his songs seem a little bit fluffier. Okay. He's not singing about, like, oh people dying in the back alleys. Bob Seger's going to put you in a headlock. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll have to work on my night moves to get yeah, out of that. Yeah, you sure will. <laughs> Homicide detective Milo Sturgis enlists the psychologist Alex Delaware to help solve a John oh, Joe sure. case. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got a Milo and Alex. And, and an John. Otis. Oh, oh no. Sorry. <laughs> I see where you went there. Yep. Number five, Look For Me. On th- I've already done it on the third day. Look For Me. Yeah. I'll, I'll come with Amir yeah. and Rohan. Yeah. We'll charge down. You did. Helm's Deep. Yep. From Two Towers. Yeah. Just watched it recently. Yeah. Oh, did you get that joke then last time? No. Oh. It sounded biblical to me last time. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> Tolkien. That works too. Okay. Number four, Still Me, Jojo Moyes. Mm-hmm. Number three, The Woman in the Window. Read it. Loved okay. it. Okay. Uh, so this is a story about a woman who just hangs out in a window just yelling window at all her neighbors. Yep. Just, just like, like, hey, what are you doing? Shut hey. up down there. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you go to the store? Get me some cools. <laughs> uh, number two, An American Marriage. Most of our marriages. Your marriage is American marriage? Yours and mine. 
Mine is yeah. American marriage. Although my wife's dad is Canadian. Okay. So you have an Ameri- that- All right. So you have a Canadian-American marriage, possibly. I don't think so because she's American. Right. But, All right. Okay. Yes. American marriage. If the book is like a comedy about you getting married yeah. and your your father-in-law is still trying to like be very much in part of the life yeah and you're like no we need our and, and then it becomes like a an everybody loves raymond situation sure. you could call that a canadian american marriage yeah you're right yeah yep because you're like that's like i'm married to your parents right and because they're, they're always coming over right like everybody loves raymond yeah the show have you ever seen everybody's love raymond because yeah. you're giving me nothing here. yeah sorry everybody loves raymond yeah <laughs> hey can i play I don't want to be the wacky neighbor. I want to be the cool neighbor, huh. like Kramer. Kramer, yeah, he's not <laughs> wacky at all. So good, good, good selection with Kramer. Okay. Uh, number one, The Great Alone by Kristen Henna. Yep, Great Alone. How's you, how you feeling? You in your always heart? say Henna, huh? Not like Hannah. You always say Henna. Like, Hannah. Okay. Kristen Hannah. Yeah. How do you think it's pronounced? Hannah. What am I saying? Hannah. You're like Henna. Henna. Kristen Henna. Oh yeah, I see what I'm doing. Yeah, Kristen okay. Hannah. It's all right. You can say maybe you're right. Yeah. Who's to say you're wrong? Yeah. Maybe it's like that uh, Saoirse Ronan film, yes. Hana. Hana. Kristen Hana. Hana. Also, oh, good. It is Kristen. I thought it was Kirsten for a second. No, it's Kristen. <laughs> All right. It's a KR. Uh, hey, author of The Nightingale. The Nightingale, which we were talking about earlier. Which haunted you in your sleep. No, just without... because it was there all the time. Yeah. A former prisoner of war returns from Vietnam, possibly Roger, our maybe. intern. <laughs> maybe. And moves his family to Alaska, where they face tough conditions, such as Alaska. Oh, I yeah. made that joke oh. last week. Yeah. Darn, it was just it so was good. It was solid gold last week, so yeah. I, wouldn't, I wasn't even going to touch it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's it. That was number one. Okay. So, are you going to read that book? Did you read Nightingale? Yeah, I read Nightingale. Are you going to read not this been new book? Probably not. I'm not like a Kristen Hanna fan. Oh, you're you say Hanna. If it, <laughs> I mean, if it hits big and people want to read it for a book club, then yeah, uh-huh. I'll do it. But I don't. Yeah. I don't feel compelled to read it. Hits big. Yeah. Okay. If it stays on the list, if it becomes a phenomenon, yeah, then sure, I'll read it. Okay. Did but you almost do the Muppet thing with phenomenon? Bum, bum, ba-da-da. Phenomenon. Bum, ba-da, ba. <laughs> All right, copyright. Stop. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know what? Do you think the Muppets would take us to court? They might. That would be... Sam the Eagle, most definitely The would. most fun trial yeah. Yeah. that it could be possibly on. Yeah. Who would be our lawyer? Who would be... It'd be Kermit. He'd be, def- he'd be the defendant. Yeah, I guess Kermit probably yeah. would be the And defendant. so Sam Eagle would be the prosecutor. Yeah. Although he'd make a great judge, too. I was thinking Fozzie would be the judge. Okay. Give him the yeah. curls. Can Animal be the bailiff? Yes. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> who's Fire! Who's uh, who's typing? Janice. Janice? No question. That's your... There's no question. Yeah. Like, can you say that again, man? <laughs> like, slow down, Kermit. Yeah. yeah. Man, I just want I just want to be, have to, like, address the jury in that situation. Why has there never been a Muppet court? I guess with Great Muppet Caper, we had a little Muppet courtroom. But yeah, but it was, a Muppet it, was it, like, completely Muppets yeah. taking the court? Yeah, you know what? Before we start singing Muppet songs, uh-huh. I think we need to play some other music. <laughs> I'm conflicted. Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued, but I'm a little spooked. Right. I'm a little spooked. Yeah. You're scared. Yeah. Anyway, thanks yeah. to our pal Ben Lehman for the new uh, little instrumental track. I don't and think you should have said his name either. Really? That's another press release we oh need to gosh. put out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. He could sue us. He could. I definitely. don't actually know. No, Law. He couldn't. He couldn't. I'll check with Muppet Bobby. Court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like Night Court, but Muppet Court. Thanks for Ben for that uh, exciting yeah. and spooky new track. And apologies mm-hmm. if young children were frightened yeah. by it. Anyway, this week we were fortunate enough to sit down with Elizabeth Elo. 
uh, who grew up in Boston. She worked as an editor, an advertising copywriter, a high-tech project manager, and a halfway house counselor before getting a PhD in American literature at Brandeis University. Since then, she's taught writing and literature in the Boston area. Her essays and short stories have appeared in a variety of publications, and we today are going to be talking a little bit about North of Boston, which was her debut novel. Uh, it came out to rave reviews. Pretty much the consensus across all the major review sites was that it was good and compelling and interesting. One of the ones I liked here is from a, a fellow author, Lisa Gardner, who says of North of Boston, an utterly riveting debut thriller. Pirio Kasparov is one of the best protagonists I've read in years. Tough, cynical, wry, and compelling. Her determination to discover the truth behind her friend's murder will earn your admiration, while her growing desire to be a better daughter, friend, and person will win your heart. I came across this book just by chance, just kind of walking through the store and it was one of the ones that was face out yeah i picked it up yeah, loved, meet cute I, yeah we book. did i love the cover yeah. i picked it up read the synopsis read you know the first chapter or so it was really hooked so i grabbed it and i put mm -hmm. it on the book club list because we had plenty of copies nice. in the stls system and now that's what we're doing okay so as we were prepping for the book club uh it's a lot that i was just kind of curious about and i wanted i wanted to know more i wanted to uh see if she had other books or anything like that. So I just by chance reached out to her. She was very kind, responded quickly, and happily agreed to join us for the podcast. So uh, today we're going to do a special Take 5 with Elizabeth Elo, author of North of Boston, which our Page Turner Book Club is currently working on and enjoying. Elizabeth, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. Well, what we do here is we've got five quick questions for you just to get your take on the book. And Eric and I are going to sort of alternate asking the questions. And here we go with the first one. Did you set out to write a mystery or suspense novel, or was that primarily a vehicle to explore the character of Pirio Kasparov? Well, that is a terrific question because I did not set out to write a mystery or suspense novel. And it's interesting because now that's how it's taken and everyone sees it that way. But I really set out to write about the character who uh, was, was I had been thinking about for a long, long time. And I had the voice of Perio's voice in my head and I, I had a sense of what kind of a character I wanted to create. So her voice really came first and it was very um, unmistakable and, and urgent. And I liked her right away. She kind of just appeared as a fully formed character and she started talking and I knew that a character like her was going to have kind of a over-the-top story you know, and I think mm -hmm. that sometimes plot has to fit with the character. And so she she has an adventurous, reckless, surprising story, which yeah. fits her character. Yeah, now. yeah. And I'm not surprised that that's your answer, because we were just, we were talking about this a little bit on last week's episode. And I was saying that, you know, often in what you, you know, normally classify as a thriller or a suspense, when you get into the character's personal life, it's sort of like, okay, yeah, but what about the mystery? And I felt like when I was reading North of Boston, that it was almost the other way around. Like I was so interested in the dynamic with her father and, you know, her mother not being a part of her life anymore. And just there was so much going on, you know, with Thomasina and the, and the young boy that like, I really, you know, that's what drew me in more than even the mystery. So I, I think that was, I think that was really well done and something that that can sometimes be a weakness in novels. And I thought in yours, uh, the whole thing just came together really well. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it's not easy actually, it's, uh, you know, cr constructing the plot around her, but, but it was definitely a fun job. Question number two, why did you choose to give Pirio a Russian background and how do you think that influences her as a character? Well, that's another great question. I wanted her to be the child of immigrants. Okay. Um, and this has something to do... My own father was not an immigrant, but his parents were, and he spoke 
and lived in a little Finnish community for a long time in, in California, and they all spoke Finnish. And, and he he just always struck me as somehow very different from other people that I knew or the fathers of other people that I knew where we live here, where I grew up here in Boston. And I always felt like his take was just a little bit different. I don't know if that had anything to do with his you know ancestry mm-hmm. or, or what, but I wanted to create a sense of somebody who was very different. And so she's growing up now in between two cultures, the American culture, which is consumer-driven and, you know, self-involved and self-absorbed. And then this other person who has such a different history and such a different sense of what government is and what freedom is. And and so, and I liked the idea of them clashing. Mm. Well, I thought their dynamic was a really interesting thread throughout the whole story. Anytime that came up and... I certainly don't want to give away the ending, but I thought some of the, the closure that came with that relationship was uh, satisfying. And I guess I didn't know where I wanted it to go, but I was satisfied with where it went. So uh, Eric's going to take the next question. Eric, also sure, yeah. from Massachusetts. So yeah. that's your How background. did you just say Massachusetts? I'm sorry. <laughs> the story has a strong environmental conservation message. Uh, is that something you plan to write about or is it simply where the story took you? actually plan very much of this book. Um, it kind of evolved on its own. The strength of Perio's voice just carried it along, and I didn't expect where it would go. However, when it was done, I did realize two things, and one is that I come from a family of sailors, and um, I spent a lot of my childhood clinging to the sides of boats. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I think probably one of my biggest fears was always, you know, getting, you know, lost in the middle of the ocean. So I think sometimes you write about the things that are, you know, in your imagination. But another thing that happened was when I was in high school, I worked at an aquarium and we did dolphin shows. It was on the Cape uh, at Brewster. It was called Sealand of Cape Cod. You may have known it. And after work, we used to swim with the dolphins, you know, Oh, wow. college, you know, and we just, everybody would go and we'd just jump in and swim with the dolphins. And they, apparently, I assume they liked it. I don't know. They seem to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of one summer, there are two dolphins, Salty and Spray. And at the end of one summer, Salty died. They, and they had been in captivity together for about 10 years. And then Spray went to the bottom of the tank and, never, and did not ever do another dolphin show. And then... That's so sad. later... <laughs> yeah. Probably six months later, she had passed away, too. And I just had this sense of, wow, you know, there's all this, there's so much we don't know about animals and marine mammals. And, you know, and I think once I was finished the book, somebody said, what on earth made you so interested in in whales? And I said, oh, I don't know. And then I remembered, you know, that I had been swimming with the dolphins when I was 17. Yeah, that's certainly something that would stick with you, I would think. (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, for question four, we've heard you speak a little bit uh, about the editing process and how I think you said a f- about a fifth of the book was excised. And I was just curious if if there was a particular character or a story thread that was difficult for you to let go, maybe more difficult than the others. No, it was really, I think it was a good choice um, that the editor made. It was all about Perio. I had taken long detours into her thoughts and feelings and observations and really explored her character a lot. And um, I liked her voice and I liked what she had to say about things and her take on things. But a lot of it really wasn't, you know, uh, germane to the plot, as my editor pointed out. Okay. <laughs> so I had to, I had to let go 
some of the parts that I liked the best, but they were really just character musing, you know, mm-hmm. her musing on a number of different topics. Oh, okay. Eric, you want to bring us home with question five? Yes. Uh, <laughs> there have been hints of a follow-up. Uh, do you have anything you can share with us about the further adventures of Perio? Or is it uh, classified? Well, again, <laughs> that was interesting because my editor and even the marketing department um, at Viking, all of a sudden I started, I noticed that people were talking about a sequel and I thought, isn't that interesting because nobody mentioned that to me. (laughs) 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 But I thought, okay, but some, this is, you know, people are liking this and everyone loves the character so much then maybe I'll try to do that. And it just didn't work. I, I didn't have, you know, it just wasn't real to me. And I know a lot of people, in my opinion, who write sequels too quickly and then the quality goes down, mm. and then they get three book contracts, and it goes down and down. I mean, right. that's not true of everyone, but I know times when that's true. And I mean, this book took me like three years to write, and you know, I didn't want to just turn around and flap out something else in, in sure. you know eighteen months, which was the deadline that my editor had given me. So after a while, I just dropped it and said, "No, I really don't want to do this." And then I started working on another book, which I hope will be published. You know, hopefully by this time next year. Oh, great. Um, which is, yeah, it's a book that, it's a completely different kind of book, and it's still suspense. Um, it's set in Russia. Uh, oh, okay. I followed through on that Russia thing. Sure. And it's, uh, actually a lot of it is set in Siberia, and oh. it's a very different character. Okay. Uh, the character, she's a doctor, and she's not as funny, <laughs> but I think that the book <laughs> is interesting for the setting and other things as well. So okay. that's where I ended up going with that. So no okay. more period, at least not for now. Okay. So you're anticipating a 2019 release for that? I hope so, yeah. Oh, great. I okay. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. I know the uh, Page Turners Book Club gang is going to enjoy listening. And uh, just thanks again. Well, thank you. And, and hello to everyone in the book club. And thank <laughs> you for reading my book. And I hope you enjoy it. And talk soon i hope with another book yeah absolutely we'll get you back (laughs) okay yeah bye-bye that was great it was yeah uh so thank you elizabeth again thank you for joining us that was uh that was a fun conversation and there's so many levels to the book that's what i really like you know you we the page turners book club is the whole thing is that we do mysteries or thrillers over and over again and in doing a lot of those so often Sometimes it's a little reminder that they can be a little formulaic. Not all. And sure. sometimes the formula is good. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I was just complaining about Murder, She Wrote a few weeks back not being formula enough. So yeah. it's not that a mystery book where you know what you're going to get is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just something like this comes along and it's very refreshing. So, sure. And I meant what I said. It's, it was really like uh, her whole the whole dynamics of her like interpersonal relationships I thought were just they were unique enough to be interesting without like outlandish so that they're unrelatable. I I thought Mm -hmm. that that it was a really good combination of those two things. And it was a good balance too, going back and forth between the mystery and the, and the stuff just going on in her life. So I was really impressed with it. And I think that the book club is going to enjoy it. It's always a surprise. I feel like with the book club, because I really, I predicted doomsday key was going to be a total flop. Yeah. And the majority liked it. We had Mm. a couple of holdouts, but the majority were really, really into it. So yeah, I feel like with North of Boston, they're going to be uh, pleasantly surprised because nobody had read it before. So it's, it's going to be one of the ones that is going to be new to everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm excited about her next book. She said, what, next year, late next year? Yeah. She said this time next year. So like, uh, hopefully February, March, we'll be doing that. 
and it is available, like I said, in our, in our collection. We have many copies. Currently, I think they're all checked out. So if you do want a copy, you can send us an email at wellsville at stls.org, and we will get you on the list and yeah. hopefully get you one in time. I know I had to lend out my personal copy just so we could uh, meet the need of, of everything. So, yeah. uh, so far, there's been a good response to it, and I'm looking forward to talking about it at the book club. So I'll have to let everybody know what the consensus was mm-hmm. in the book club, whether mm-hmm. they liked it or not. Sure. But... You seem really interested in the things I'm saying. I think, no, I am. I'm I sorry. I think you're turning and yawning really. Sorry. Drove that home. <laughs> sorry, I just got hit by a wall. This is the first. A subway wall. I understand. I understand. It's a lot of bread to yeah. digest. This is the first time we've interviewed an author together. Yeah. Julia Spencer Fleming, which was almost a year ago. Yeah, you just exactly had a picture a of my face. I had a picture on of a your stick. face on your stick. Yep. She thought it was very funny. Oh, that's... And Naomi Shihab Nye was just in between... Uh, in between events, we sat down and did a quick chat. So yeah. this is the first time you and I. Yeah. yeah. So it's exciting. It's a, it is exciting. There's a it electricity in the air. Yes. So. <laughs> so again, copies will soon be available okay. in the collection. Yeah. Right now they're all out, but we'll get you a copy if you want it. Yeah. So I just want to add my thanks again to Elizabeth for sitting down and chatting with us. Thank you for figuring out how to make the technology work. Hmm. Uh, and let's talk library news. Okay. What do you got? What do I got? We're going to be reading for Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss's birthday. Thursday. We're going you and me and Kate, yeah. just the three of us. Yeah. Going Not at the same it. time. Not at the same time. I can't I can't read around other people. I understand. So going to the elementary school to read for this is the at least the third year I've done it. Yeah. yeah. I, I was enjoying it. It's my third it. year as well. Okay. I read the Lorax last year. Mm-hmm. Taught all those kids that if you can't tell too many trees, you won't have any trees. Yeah, that's good. So I think I read to first grade last year and I read two or three. Mm. But they were all a hit. I picked some kind of oddball ones that they hadn't heard a million times. So mm-hmm. I think they liked like hearing some of the different things. So I'm looking forward to that. Emerald Isle is coming back on March 1st. Uh, we're excited to have them back. They've been here every year for, uh, this might be the 12th year. They're one of our longest, wow. I know, they're one of our longest like recurring acts. So we're always yeah. happy to have them According back. According to the Creek Bend calendar, this yeah. is the last year. Really? The apocalypse begins. Oh, next year. Wow, I think yeah. that's the Mayan calendar, and I think that was 2012. Oh. So I understand. You know what? I got my calendars that. mixed up. Yeah, it happens sometimes. I think it's just February right now. Anyway, we are pleased to welcome back uh, Emerald Isle on March 1st. Yay. Uh, later this month, we have the End of Our Ecumenical Choir Lenten concert. will be Tuesday the 20th. Yay. And then Bo Tackett, lead guitarist for Mr. Blake Shelton, uh, mm. will be coming on the 22nd. So we're looking forward to all of those things. Blake Shelton is the voice guy. Yeah, he's the okay. voice guy. He's a pretty... Prolific. Carl Urban is the Australian. Yeah. yeah, I get them confused. No. Yeah, Carl, Car- Carl Urban is Dr. McCoy from Star Trek. No, okay, he's Keith an, he's Urban. Amir from Keith Lord of the Urban. Rings. Keith Urban is Mary to Nicole Kidman and is okay. an Australian country singer, which confuses me. But yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Book clubs currently reading North of Boston. Okay. Yeah. All the light we cannot see. Andover. And North Andover. Pride Plastow. and Prejudice. These okay. are all North of Boston. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about you? Anything Lawrence. you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I, we have a teen photography class yes. that's starting. We, our first class is March 10th. Yeah. Our second class is March 17th. They're connected. So those are signups. Uh, teens can come and learn about composition of photo mm-hmm. and how to print. And it's basically how to take photos from any device, whether it's a high-end camera or just your phone. Oh. Just uh, how to oh, take the best, the best photo you can with whatever you have. And then also get your work to print. And this will lead to our teen photography show. It's big business. Which will then hopefully lead to maybe to a teen photography club. That seems to be an interest. Yes. And leading the classes is... Marika Cake. And yes, so you can call the library or... And her photos are excellent. They're, I see them all around town. Mm. And uh, she and I actually worked together in a play several, what? a lot of years ago. What at play? This point. 
Uh, you can't take it with you with the Angelica players. Oh my gosh! A long time ago. Wait, are you saying yeah. that was a long time ago? Because I saw you in that play. It was a long time ago. That was right on the heels of Crimes of the Heart, so it must have been 2012. Jeez, I'm old. Yeah, it was what, a long time. What ago. is this mortal coil? Yeah, it was like six years um, ago. Does that blow your mind? Yeah, no, stop talking. Sorry. That's how old your cat is then. Yeah. Mar- wow. Marty. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. uh, next up, we're showing Thor Ragnarok. Yes. March 9th. Uh, this is the story of Thor, who is a young man, uh, befriends Pharaoh. No, no, these, no, I think you're wrong. Uh, no, there's the song, There Can Be Miracles. Oh, okay. No, that's Prince of Persia. Yeah. No, that's the video game. Prince, Prince of, of Egypt. Egypt. Wow. Jeez. That was, if that would have been on purpose, that would have been really funny. But. Yeah, it was not. So you're showing the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, Prince of Persia. Okay. Everyone knows how to say Jake Gyllenhaal. How do you say it? I just said it. How? Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Conan O'Brien said it, and it's very, like, you have to say it very Scandinavian. Oh, I like, see. You kind of have to yell it as well. Oh, that makes sense. So, anything else going on? You know what? No. I mean, we got our anime Regular clubs stuff. at 5.30 to 7.30 every Wednesday night. Good times. So that's been good. Okay. Yeah. We watched Your Name. Mine? No, no. Kind of. Oh, okay. And we watched The Napping Princess. Interesting. Those were pretty good. Good. Thumbs up. Thumbs yeah. Down. Thumbs up to both of them. Okay. So. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, I think yeah. we wrap up shop. Do you, I guess you close up shop. We're going to close up shop. Yeah. What do you wrap up? Presents? Songs. You wrap up a project. Yeah. You wrap maybe. up a project. Yeah. Like well, if this, you... this episode felt a little like a project. Yeah. So like if you're, if you're a ghost rapper. Yeah. Like Funky or you, Phantom. Or if you're like Mario and you're working on right. a rap album and you're like, we got to wrap, wrap this, this up. Wrap this rap. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was also not on purpose. All right. You know what? I sent an oh. email out to teachers telling them about the photo show and I yeah. wrote, if you want to, uh, this will help get teens more exposure to photography. Oh. And part of me was like, should I write sorry for the pun? And I didn't. I didn't uh, acknowledge it at all. Wow. And it feels like that's a disservice. I think so. So yeah, everybody wants to have a good laugh. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah. well, on that note, yeah. <laughs> I think we'll close up shop. That's what we want to do. That's yes. right. And we'll see you next week with episode 133.